welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast, where we've turned up late to qualifying and uh, ended up on the dirty side of the grid, seeing as everyone's making a podcast. Uh, and they've got all the good names. They have, yeah, but to me, Dirty Side of the Grid works, I guess. It's, it's alright. <laughs> Great start. Well, uh, my name is Mohammed, and here with me is Yusuf. Do you want to uh, introduce us? Yeah, so we're both aerospace students here at the University of Nottingham. And we're coming together to do a podcast on F1 to kind of analyze maybe the technical regulations with the new technical regulations and to have a look at the races. So like we'll do podcasts pre and post races and on like kind of the big moments in the championships. And what else? Uh, we'll have a few fun ideas about what we can kind of include in the podcast in the future. Uh, yeah. We'll keep them a surprise, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because we've definitely come up with them and we're very <laughs> prepared. But... Yeah, we'll also have potentially uh, guests and stuff. We also have, I don't know, we waffle about F1 a lot, so we'll definitely be able to fill in the gap between races, even though there's like a triple header coming up, but we'll be able to fill up gaps. And then uh, I guess the season is very much coming to a close, so we'll have a lot of talking points, I reckon. Yeah, I think once the season's over, we'll have a lot of talk, obviously, about the technical regulations, be explaining what is new with the technical regulations, um, how it's going to work, uh, what's different between the new and the old cars. Um, why they've done it. Why they've done it, yeah. yeah we can also do the, uh, just in general as well, we can always compare F1 to, uh, well, while it was under Bernie Eccleston, we can see uh, and have a look at the changes that uh, Liberty have made since they've taken control. So there's a lot of talking there about what they're doing, what they're trying to do. Uh, one of the main things, I guess, will be the new races they're trying to implement. And you can tell we're two broke uh, university students because we're currently recording this in the library and I've had to basically recording it on my camera, on my phone. So I'm, um, uh, that's why I'm sitting on the table because <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't basically uh, get to uh, set it up with two phones, basically. Humble beginnings. It's great. Yeah. I still haven't even used a wind tunnel yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not, that, it's not that fun. It's not that fun. Well, so... Uh, I got into F1 personally because my dad watches a lot of it, so uh, it was always on the TV when uh, when I was a kid, so I got into it around 2008-2009 oh, time, but I didn't have the attention span to watch a full race, which is fair enough because uh, that went straight into the Vettel era, so it wasn't that interesting. But there were some good moments, and uh, I've been watching just ever since, really. Um, what about you? Um, I think I got into F1 probably when I was about 6 or so, like 2006 probably. But like the first full race I watched was Monza 2014, where I think it was Lewis who won. Yeah, safe yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah, safe bet. But basically, I think up until that point, uh, because Formula 1 was on a Sunday and I had school on a Sunday, so I couldn't actually watch any of the races. The only thing I could watch was on a Friday and that was... Uh, uh, thingy. It was so I could watch Friday. I could watch Saturday, which is like the press conferences, and like I could watch like qualifying, for instance. No, no, it's not the press conference. Uh, Friday is no, practice. Is. Yeah. And then uh, Thursday is press conference. You got to watch practice oh. and quali, and then miss yeah, the race. basically I missed the race. So it's a kind of shit, isn't it? But um, yeah. So Lewis, uh, the, that first race, basically, I um, I was ill, and uh, I got to kind of watch the whole race at home. I miss a day of school, so yeah, great memories. I actually couldn't imagine going to school on a Sunday. I still couldn't imagine it. Anyways. But, um, so, yeah, we're just making a podcast because uh, ever since we met at the start of this academic year, it's 
well, we just talk a lot about F1, to be honest. We, we can't have a conversation for under half an hour about F1, so we thought we might as well try and record it, see if we could structure it somehow, and then uh, give out some information. Seeing as, not to be that guy, but a lot of... <laughs> A lot of F1 podcasts now, they're very, the angle they're coming at is is very new and it's very fresh, which is great, but I feel like we can almost provide a different angle, knowing, being able to, like I said, compare from how it was before Liberty under Birdie's uh, Ecclestone and then how it was pre, even the hybrid era, really. I think, I think the big point is drive to survive, to be honest. <laughs> Because, like... Bro, everyone's clicked off now. Yeah, it? no, if, but... If all our two viewers have just left. Yeah, but pre-draft pre to survive, basically. F1 was a bit... Like, the fan base was a bit different because everyone at that point was kind of... They oh. understood F1. They've they, they been around... Yeah, like, yeah. But now, basically, you get these kind of... Like, loose fanboys or Max fanboys or whatever, and they come on and, like... Lando fanboys. No, but Lando fanboys are fine. Like, they're, they're essentially... Because Lando... I think if Lando's competing for a championship, then you kind of see them a lot but oh, with right. Lewis and Max you get them they're basically just chatting shit and they that's the point yeah, they don't yeah, understand yeah. anything that's that's the irritating part is they're like they, they go in and they cause a lot of the fans actually hate the driver whether it's Max or Lewis yeah the rules are biased and all yeah, of these things yeah but that's the thing is it's because of them it's not because of the driver as well it's because you know like when everyone's going like oh Lewis is so great Lewis is so great you're gonna hate him because like yeah okay I get it just leave me alone you know yeah <laughs> basically anyways. it's tough yeah but you're right, because uh, the way Bernie run it, if, if not to get too into it now, but he was very cornering the the rich older viewer who, basically, if you if you knew F one, you were very much into F one. But now it's it's doing a lot better now because mainly the the money's where the casual fans are. So if you can get casual fans into any sport, you can get someone to click in, watch a little bit, and then leave. Then you're uh, doing a lot better for yourself. There's also like with Liberty Media, they started focusing on younger fans. They want to yeah. be younger fans, whereas before that it was more about like older people and like people who actually knew F one and stuff like that. Whereas now the idea is to bring in new fans. That that's the whole idea behind Bryce, uh, Bryce Drive to Survive, but <laughs> Drive to Survive is to bring in new fans who not necessarily do not know F a lot about F one, but can learn, which is like I think it's actually been great because it's it's brought a lot of new people in. And the sport is getting better and better, and it's forcing like Liberty Media to essentially push the envelope and make for better racing. Yeah, That's the yeah, whole idea, the whole new technical regulations is to bring in new fans. But I think the issue with that is, um, like, you just get people who don't understand what they're talking about and instead of kind of trying to understand what they're talking about, they chat shit. Uh, you can tell I've been on a lot of groups where this has happened <laughs> and I've left a lot of groups because... Uh, I can't even come across F1 fans, to be honest. I've, I've met yeah. like four yeah. F1 fans in my whole life. <laughs> That's yeah. what I mean. Growing I up being an F1 fan is tough. I don't. I don't want to get into it because I'll just get really annoyed. We'll save it. Yeah, we'll do a whole podcast about liberty or something, or drive to survive. We could probably do one about drive to survive. So, uh, this episode, <laughs> which has been, to be fair, if to get the idea of what we're gonna do, we're just gonna have a general point and then kind of skip around it, not mention it, and then go off on tangents. So, uh, yeah, what we're gonna try and Great do stuff. is, uh, Great stuff. yeah, no, it's it's quality stuff. I'm sure all of it's very inter interesting and uh, very relevant. So, uh, this episode is meant to be a pre-Mexico one. So currently, practice one has just ended. It's between practice one and practice two because uh, it's the North American. So, we've got the uh, the time zone difference. 
you want to give a rundown of the purchase one practice. like the tenants yeah we'll do that in a bit uh we'll save that for later so currently if you want to uh max is leading the championship by i believe 12 points so i have to check that points, quickly yeah. he is leading by 12 points my question to you is does that mean he's won the championship i think i think culture is a big kind of decide you know when you go back and you look at the championship and like that's where the championship was decided i think that's culture this year like I think we'll look back and we'll say that made a big difference Ooh. because Kota has traditionally always been a Mercedes track. Like, yeah. I think with that, with that, like, oddly, like, when Kimi won, that was the odd one out. Yeah, uh, not even, like, a, a Mercedes track because they were domina dominating the Turbo Hybrid era. Just in general, they've always been yeah, they've even always stronger been, there. They've been, they've been really strong there. And so yeah. you kind of assume Lewis is going to go there. And out of kind of the tracks after that, you have Mexico... You have... Um, I've got the list, actually. Uh, Brazil. Brazil. You've got Qatar and Saudi, and you've yeah. got Abu Dhabi. Uh, Abu Dhabi, based on last year, it's more of a uh, kind of Red Bull track. Brazil has been traditionally a more Red Bull track, uh, especially with their performance, like better performance on like um, the high-altitude um, yeah, uh, yeah, races. And then you've got Mexico, which has traditionally is been a Red Bull track. Very high-altitude, yeah. Mercedes and then, to struggle with them. And Kota was the last Mercedes track. Like, Saudi and Qatar, we don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. Because, like, people can speculate, but we don't have, like, data ba based on, like, yeah. previous Because they're both new. They're so, not even built. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah, Saudi is not finished. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But, so, so, out of all those, the, the last six races, Mercedes had one race that was in its favor. Yeah. And they lost it. Well, I feel like they lost it because Max won, didn't he? He did, and, yeah. And so. basically, he built his gap over Lewis. It's not 12 points. It's not a big one. Like, if Lewis wins like two more races the gap is back in his favor then it's like two points in his favor but for him to win two races out of the common few races is difficult like i think it's actually like i don't think he's gonna win in mexico to be honest Who's so, yeah i don't think he's yeah no, i think he i think max will win mexico i think max will win brazil and at that point for lewis to swing back the championship and win he has to win saudi qatar and abu dhabi abu dhabi to be fair like it, it, it wasn't like before like last year it was more of a red bull track but the years before it was a mercedes track so i think there there's maybe a possibility they could pull something out of the back yeah yeah but, but i think this triple header is just going to be painful for mercedes just like the last triple, <laughs> the last triple header was was france um was it france zanvor and something else mercedes lost all three races it, was it, Austria. it wouldn't have been Zanvor. No, it's Austria, France, and something Austria else. again, maybe. I think it was Austria twice. Was it Austria? Oh, Austria, yeah, it might have Austria, been Austria, Austria twice. Austria, Austria, France. Yeah, it was Austria, Styrian Grand Prix, and then France. Yeah, like France, Styria, Austria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was painful for Mercedes. They lost every single race. It was just damage limitation at that point. They were horrendous. Red Bull was first so quick. First, second, so first, quick. second, and... They were so quick. First, oh, where did yeah. Lewis? First, yeah, so first, Max won all three. Lewis finished second, second, fourth. Yeah, so I think I think that was damage limitation. I think this week will be damage limitation. Ideally, for Mercedes, would be Valtteri just smacks into Bottas. <laughs> no, so Valtteri smacks into Max like he did that Spa and just takes him fully uh, out of the race. Hungry, 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 yeah. hungry. Just takes him fully out of the race. That's kind of the ideal scenario where they. I think if they if they like for Lewis to actually really contend and win this championship. He needs big wins. Yeah, um, because that's the thing. So what people don't realize is, sure, finishing first is great, but if Max Max finishes second, the difference isn't that much. But if Max 
I don't know, breaks his front wing. He has to pit on the first lap. He has to do a recovery drive, finishes eighth. That first place is now worth so much more. Exactly, yeah. So it's I all think, about consistency. Especially with a new point system, even if Lewis wins two races, Max comes in second. He, he'll, this championship will swing back in Lewis's favor. I don't see him winning two races. That's the issue. It's uh, a big ask, but to be fair, you can... Especially, I only say that based on his form this year. Like, if you say Lewis 2019, I'd be, I would not write him off until the very last race. Like, you know, very la- last lap of last race, essentially. Yeah. But with kind of the way he's been performing this year and the way Mercedes have been performing in terms of st- strategy and stuff. I told you, like, strategy this year, Mercedes have been awful. And Lewis this they year... Have been, yeah. They even did it last year as well, but the car was Lewis, good enough to make up for it. Lewis this year has been so... Inc- not inconsistent in terms of, like, a like a newbie driver, but inconsistent in terms of, like, what you expect from Lewis. He's not been at his best, yeah. No, he's been making so many mistakes. It's kind of like when you kind of, like, when you watch, like, Messi and Messi's, like, not doing anything. You're like... <laughs> Where it doesn't mean you? Messi's bad, no, but, but he's a bit off. He's exactly. not... There's something but, going on, yeah. But I think this year, you can just see it with Lewis. He's just... He, like, Max this year is performing more like Lewis over the past few years. In terms yeah, of there's no doubt Max is at faultless. His, I think... Well, I was about to say his peak. He's not... It's He's... He's at his best. He's definitely not peaked. There's no way he's peaked. Yeah. But he's he's definitely doing very well. Yeah, I think this year, like, the races Max actually lost were a race, um, whereas, what was it? Azerbaijan. So not his fault. Yeah, tire blew up. Um, Hungary I think, straight after, I think. I think yeah. Hungary was right after. So that's but that, that wasn't his fault either. Yeah. I think the only one you can attribute to kind of immature driving from him would be Bahrain, where he, he could have won that race. If he was a bit more mature and at the time, like picked the correct time to launch that uh, overtake, but he chose a he chose a he chose a incorrect time and ran off the track and then his tires were gone and he could not bring it back. I guess so. Yeah. So that was the, that's the only loss or like. I'd go Monza. I'd I'd say Bahrain. I wouldn't blame him for, but I would blame him for Monza. Would you? The, so yeah, so I basically, would. all the races he's not won have been races in which he he wasn't really there. And like Russia, where he had to come back from P twenty, he came P two, which I think is incredible. Yeah, that's um, the luck and skill. Yeah, obviously, in that. Like, obviously a lot of luck, but yeah. to get himself into wherever he was yeah. even before that all happened, it was, it a big was so. Yeah. I think I think that was also like a big turning point because Mercedes had a chance to build up a big points gap, and Valtteri just let him through. Yeah, even for Lewis's confidence, he was in second until the last like four laps or something. Exactly. Yeah. So he definitely bottled a a very easy win. He should have won that by like. I know he won it by a minute or something anyway, but that's only because of the whole yeah. the rain thing. He should have won that by like 20 seconds, no problems. But yeah, I think that's the I think Max has, Max is confident in his car, is confident in his team, and they're getting the best out of him this year. Yeah. I think like he has like incidents at Silverstone, which I, I honestly in that one I blame, like I'd say for Max, essentially at that point he's 33 points ahead and he lost 25 points in that race. The only thing I'm blaming on that lap is he lost so much. Yeah. If he if he'd just given up that corner, went behind Lewis, came back second place, he loses seven. I think that's that's kind of the the maturity that comes with kind of being in F one for a very very long time. Yeah, like, that's the kind of thing Lewis would think bit. about even yeah. in such a small. I think he's been in F one for quite a bit. You can tell, like he's been here since what is it, twenty sixteen, fifteen. Uh, I would have been fifteen. I think he would have done a, a season at Toro. So exactly half a season. Oh, geez, no, a full season then, and then he would have yeah. done the first like 
It must no, have been no, like four or five the... races in was... 16. Was it? Are you sure? No, no, I'm pretty sure he... Did he only do half the season I in I think 15? so, yeah. Because he went in the Spanish Grand Prix to... Uh, um... to re- yeah, but that was 2016. Was it? I'd say his debut was okay. 15. So Max, essentially, he's been in F1 for quite a bit, but I don't think he has the level of maturity that, wow. say, someone like Lewis has or someone would like Jensen would have had or someone like Fernando has or Kimi. Oh, or Fernando is in it. The level of maturity they have only comes with experience, and I don't think Max is anywhere close to having that. And you can see that from Monza, you know? Like, he goes, he goes so, so quick, and then he's on top of Lewis. Which, to be fair, is a good thing for him, because Lewis didn't manage to score, like, a lot of points. Yeah, there. Lewis would have passed him and then been chasing after the, yeah, the McLaren's. But, but that's, a, that's also, like, a thing with Lewis. Why, why did, like, I think Lewis at that point was like, I've had enough being pushed aside by Max. Uh, if you're going to put a tyre in, I'll put a tyre in, and kind of, we'll smack into each other, and yeah. we'll both be out of the race. But, yeah, I think Lewis has been quite... I'd say inconsistent for his like the standard he set. He doesn't know how to approach Max because the problem is Max, although I'd say previously he was the kind of driver where he'd go for anything. But obviously there was the Verstappen rule. If you don't know what that is, it's when a so Verstappen used to love doing this move where uh, if he's ahead and there's a car approaching him with DRS most likely, he would wait until they've decided where they're going to move before he makes his move, uh, which was. First of all, very dangerous. And then the specific uh, regulation, I believe, was imposed to say you're not allowed to move under braking because he would he would not only swerve late to block their move. So technically at the time within the regulations, because he was only making one move on the straight, he would move under braking as well quite aggressively. And then just in general, he was known for fairly dangerous driving uh, in a sense where... Quite recently, I think until last year, basically. Pretty much, yeah. There was actually one season where he did a... Uh, was it it was either 17 or 18 he i think it would have been the first six or eight races he crashed every single one i do believe maybe one or two weren't his fault but most of them were due to him being overly aggressive and he was told if he would change his driving style in in a very max way in every single interview he said no i'm not going to and then he almost did i feel like he did and for the rest of the season he had a very impressive season actually so I feel like from that point onwards, he's been very good and very consistent. But the way Lewis has approached him now, if he if he doesn't back down, there's an accident. And if he does back down, he's losing the position to Max and he has to spend exactly. another eight laps behind him. Yeah, uh, that's but that's actually what, like a big thing for Max, isn't it? Because Ayrton Senna did the same. He kind of throws... Excuse me, Martin Bundle was talking about this. He said he'd just throw his car into a corner and kind of, you want to crash? Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, and Max Max has the same style in terms of he'll throw his car in the corner and be like, you want to crash? If you don't, you have to get out of, out of the way. And it's been successful for him so far. And actually, it's been successful for him this year. Like over the yeah, very season. successful. Because yeah. Lewis, Lewis has like, if you look at the people Lewis has raised, they've been fairly clean drivers. Not fairly, they're actually quite... They're very, yeah, so even Alonso, as fast as he is, he's very fair. Alonso was a clean driver. You had um, Button was uh, Button as well. Clean. You yeah, had um, Rosberg. 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 They both crossed the line. To be fair. Yeah, but I think even with Rosberg, they both knew the limit of in terms of like yeah, because Toto, Toto would have a go at the ex- except Spain, where they actually smacked into each other because yeah. Mika was on the wrong engine. Something. I think they kept it fairly, as in they touched, but they did not crash. I would not call it crash. Yeah, so that was the only major one. Because I'd say. There, there were a, minor there, there was there was kind of respect between them. 
Mm. And, like, they knew that, okay, we're going to race hard, but we can't hit each other, essentially. Like, actually, like, crash into each other. Except Swain. Swain was the only one where they fully crashed out. But um, with Max, essentially, after that, he had Sebastian in, when Sebastian was in uh, Sebastian Ferrari. Sebastian very fair as well. Yeah, he's, I think, maybe not in Red Bull, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he maybe not Red Bull days. Uh, he calmed down a bit when he kind of went to Ferrari, matured and stuff. But with Max, essentially, Lewis has never had a driver as aggressive as Max. He's never fought against it, like, as in, like, for a championship, not, not in terms of, like, a one Yeah, because in general, he's fought him, but obviously he just kind of backs off because he doesn't exactly. need to. Or his car's just so much exactly, better, but he doesn't now, need to. Now, now he's fighting him for championships, and there's, he, he does not have such a big advantage that he can just fly past him on the straight. And yeah. so now Lewis has to actually deal with Max, and I think Lewis is struggling to deal with him. He does not know what to do. I would agree with it. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's going to be very interesting now that he signed his contract. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens next year. I'm very excited the, about next with year with the new technical regulations. Is Mercedes going to stay on top? Is yeah. it going to drop? I think one thing we have to ask is Red Bull. Have, Red Bull is still spending money on development of the car. Till now, Christian Horner said that, and they're going to keep spending to the end of the season. How is that going to affect them next season? Are they going to lose performance? Is a team like Williams going to jump all the way up the grid? Yeah, because they get them all wind, uh, wind tunnel time now as well. Exactly. So, who is it? Like, I think that's the interesting part. Like, <laughs> Nikita Mazepin, twenty twenty two world champion. No, no, no. Bro, Haas has spent the entire year. Yeah, they've the, spent the, the entire year, bro. Yeah, you. but it's Haas. Uh, the, yeah, the, but it's Mazepin. The one Have you seen that guy behind the wheel? Mazepin, sorry. sorry. <laughs> apologies, apologies for that. Um, that guy yeah. in a car, he does a... Like, like one, one big question that always came to mind was uh, with George Russell, should he go to Mercedes? Should he actually go? Because with the new technical regulations, Mercedes could go back and he Williams could go forward. Oh, are you saying... And, and oh. he, should, he could be on the worst team now. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically speaking. I because, mean, because they do Williams, have new investors now as well. Exactly. Williams is spending most of his money on the development of the car, whereas Mercedes is spending spent a good chunk of it on the development of this year's car. To be fair, they only came with one, like, I think it was one big upgrade. Since then, it's been small. So, yes. I think Mercedes, that's the thing. I think Mercedes actually have been spending most of their budget on next year. They have, but even then, surprisingly, first of all, Williams can't even afford to put a screen on their steering wheel. So, like, there's that. So, I think they need to, like, there's levels and they need to get there first. But uh, second is, uh, I'd say even with Mercedes upgrades, I think, I think it was, was it Turkey or Monza? At some point, the, the commentary, there was a clear switch in people saying that Mercedes should have the fastest car now and seeing as it's coming to the end of the season, no one should be upgrading. This should be Mercedes now with the superior car up until the end of the year. And it's meant to, you know, get very interesting because it's meant to be Lewis chasing the title to the end. Instead, we've got, you know, they've come with that upgrade or whatever it was. Then they've come with that suspension thing that they're doing now where they drop the rear end of the car for less, uh, for less drag on the straights so they can go faster in a straight line. Both of them seem to. I'm sure they've benefited them in terms of. I think the speed suspension top, would but it probably, just doesn't work. The suspension, I think, might benefit them going into next year. I think it might be actually something that was developed for next year that's being applied for this car. I because Toto said that like it's not Toto, it's the other guy. Uh, what's his name? The technical uh, Allison. James Allison. Yeah, he I was think saying James that Allison. they they would essentially they had one big yes, James Allison. Yeah, they're gonna have like one big upgrade, which I think they bought in Turkey. Uh, not Turkey, way before that, way before that actually. And since then, they've not had any upgrades. Whereas Red Bull is still upgrading the car. So I think a big question for me is: 
is it going to hurt uh, Red Bull's uh, title kind of chances next year? Because if you think about it this way, Mercedes could, like, after that one big upgrade, they move all their money to developing a good car for next year. And essentially all they're doing now is trying, they know they've lost the championship, just drag it as much as possible to force Red Bull to spend as much money as possible this year on the development of the car. Because that's a smart decision. If you do that, Red Bull is forced to spend a lot of money to win the championship this year. Yeah, which affects it next year, and Mercedes no Mercedes. The reason Mercedes has actually in the hybrid turbo hybrid there they've dominated is because they spent most of their budget on the new regulations. That was yeah, very early on. That's what convinced Lewis to and join the team. Exactly, and they, they, they spent most of their money on the new car, and they essentially they just dominated everyone. And I think they know now because it's the same team essentially behind the scenes. Yeah, same technical directors, same everyone pretty much. I think the only the only new person in there is like Toto is relatively new. But yeah, Toto was like twenty. I want to say seventeen. I'm not sure. Yeah, but Something he's like the only new person. But everyone else has seen how like developing early the car, develop, developing the car early, sorry, will actually end up with a championship winning car for the next eight, seven eight years, and or like the basically the the next technical. You have such a yeah. big jump on everyone else that for them to actually catch up with you. It's not impossible, but it's just extremely difficult, and I think that's what they realized. That's why this year Mercedes have it. Like even though like the technical regulations, which cut a bit of like the floor at the back, affected Mercedes more than anyone else because the the low rate car. Yeah. Um. They they haven't come up with like massive upgrades, because I think they're spending most of their budget for next year. That is interesting because I feel like the teams. That's what it's I hard to find a solution to that. So that brings me on to this question because the way you mentioned that, so you said they've they've basically accepted they've accepted that they've lost. That brings a question I've seen everywhere is. Uh, I'm not going to give you the scenario, but we're going to say, in general, you're Christian Horner, you're Toto Wolf. Which championship do you care more about? I think for. For Christian Horner, I think. No, okay, okay, I'll talk about Ooh. Toto Wolf. Okay, I'll talk, I'll talk about Toto Wolf because I actually know like this fairly well. So the reason Mercedes got into F1 as a brand yeah. was because they wanted to sell more um, sports cars, essentially. Uh, that was the reason they came in because Mercedes wasn't seen as a very kind of sports car-ish brand, essentially. And so they came into F1 and the aim was to build a, a championship-winning car, win championships, and essentially sponsor, sponsor the safety car, sponsor all of this, and essentially changed the perception of what an AMG car is. And I think they've done that incredibly well. Yeah, it's completely worked. Now all the young people essentially are buying Mercedes instead of like BMWs and like... Audis. People love these, like Mercedes now is seen as a sports car, like a proper sports car. And I think they've essentially won that. And I think it's based not on Lewis essentially winning the championship as much as the team winning the championship. It's based on the team. We are the best team on the grid. Yeah. We've got the fastest overall car. I would agree they prefer So the I think for Toto Wolf and Mercedes, I think they care more about the constructors. And I think they'll actually win the constructors. Because I think with Valtteri and Lewis, I think Valtteri has been performing relatively... I don't think he's been performing good, to be honest. But I think... It's hard to tell with the amount of... Uh, exactly. But that's the thing. I think, like, what's his name? Uh, Checo has just been performing horrendously. I think that's why... I think he's been performing very badly. You know, like, he had that one win. But that to be was honest, Max retired, to be fair. exactly. But like to be honest, he's not actually performing that much better than Alex Albon. People are talking about how bad Alex Albon is, <coughs> and he got stuck in traffic and all this stuff. 
Same thing. Where is Sergio Perez? The only race where he was actually there helping Max was the last one at Cota. Yeah, he's had a decent run of form for the last couple, but like... No, no, he's nowhere near like Max or Lewis or even like Valtteri. That's, that's, that's how like it tells you he's far behind. Would you say that's him or the cargo? No, that's him. Nice? I think that's him. Uh, like, that's the thing. If you, if, you say, if you talk about, say, like, Pierre Gasly stepping into a seat, Alex Albon stepping into a seat, I think it was a very different conversation because they're new drivers in F1. Yeah. They've not had to experience the car. Like, the car the last two years was incredibly difficult to, uh, to drive. And essentially, at the beginning of the season, they fixed the problem with the car. Uh, was it oversteering a lot? The car oversteered way too much, and it was very hard to drive. And essentially, that's what caused Alex Albon a lot of issues. They right. fixed that. And now the car is great to drive. And Sergio Perez is not a new driver. He's been in F1 since, was it, 2011? or 20 I think it is 2011. Yeah, I think he and joined up so, in 2011. Sergio Perez is an experienced driver. He's been in for almost 10 years. So, what's the excuse here? Uh, what's the excuse? Where is he? <laughs> he's not performing, is he's he? I mean, so he's I believe in, in the commentary. Car. I believe last year in the commentary, yeah, it was twenty eleven. So uh, I believe last year in the commentary, what they said was, or uh, last race, sorry, he's deviated from using Max's setups in the race, and instead of just going with what Max has done, he's trying to do his own thing, and it has worked out for him, and that's why he's been better. So I think he held up Lewis in what was Turkey. that race? Turkey. It was Turkey when Lewis couldn't yeah, overtake yeah. him. They had a little battle. Yeah, stuff like I think. From but, then, but he's like, been doing his except own thing those two sort of races, he's been nowhere. No, yeah, for the like, I say he's underperformed. Is like a few races, he actually got stuck at the back of the grid in a Red Bull. Think about that. Actually, think about it. like Valtteri. To be fair, does that. He has those days, but not as frequent as Sergio. Sergio well, I guess the, out of the people who've switched teams, we've got Daniel wasn't performing. Harris no, no. Then, Carlos. The only reason, the only Carlos thing. has actually been very solid then. Yeah, the, and Alonso, the rookie, has done incredibly well in his new machinery as well. Yeah, I'd say the two, the two have been performing well are Carlos and Fernando. I think Daniel, the only thing that kind of would save his season this year is that win at uh, Monza. Monza, which is which is interesting because he has an issue on like slow corners, isn't it? I think that was it. Yeah, was he it? had he has issues on slow corners. I can't remember. And at Monza, you don't get. Like slow, slow corners. It's just straight then hairpin, isn't it? It's just straight yeah. then left, right, straight then left, right. They're not slow, slow. Like as in, even that is like eighty kilometers per hour, maybe more. So it's not like they, slow. Yeah. It's like say, say like um, there are a few other corners. I think it's hungry where you have to really sort of, or like for instance, um, where was it? They have to go to like uh, Monaco, for instance. Monaco is struggling. Monaco is lapped by Lando. He's oh, yeah, I completely Monaco. forgot about that. And he won in uh, 2018. Yeah, I think that's because wow. like the, he's not used to the uh, characteristics of the car. He can't get to grips with it for some reason. But I think, yeah, I think this shows you how reliable Carlos Sainz is. And I think he's a very, very underrated driver. Because if you actually look at the way he's performed against Charles, uh, Charles who people rate him, yeah. people say, like, future world championships, uh, future, future world champions, they put Max, Charles... Yeah. George and I think now after his performance <coughs> this year Lando has to be in that category but he did have a great I think I think yeah. these, these four you can say like are once in, I know, once in a generation kind of talents it's very surprising how they've he's kept up with once, Charles yeah. he's kept up with Charles yeah. he's, he's I think he's actually uh, ahead of Charles going into Mexico or he's behind him by remember. like it's very close it's very close and the, I feel like the awkward thing for 
Carlos, if I just get his age up real quick. He's 27, I think. He's at the awkward phase where all of these new generation drivers are 22, 23. Carlos is 27. Yeah. So yes. he's, <laughs> he's awkwardly in between. He's not, you know, he's not a uh, metal and... Check who? Uh, the driver something. I want to see if he's leading or is. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I get what you mean by Yakiku. Um, no, so it's uh, he's not quite like Lewis and Fernando and Vettel and Kimi. He's not their age, but he's also not part of this new generation. He's, he's kind, kind of, of like awkwardly in between. Yeah, isn't it? But he did. The I guess the impressive thing about him is he lasted because other people like uh, you know in the mid twenty tens that were in the midfield were like uh, Nico Hulkenberg, who as much as people love him, he's he's not exactly. Kvyat as well. Via has also left as well, yeah. Uh, who else was back there? Maldonado. <laughs> Honestly, it's a crime. You Marcus should really Ericsson is gone as well. Pastor, uh, no, was it? Pastor Verlein? Pascal Verlein. Pascal oh, he was meant to be a big one, actually. I'm pretty sure yeah, Toto he, backed him. He's, yeah, Toto did back him. But he, he's done relatively okay. I wouldn't say he's done great. He's done relatively okay in, um, in, in uh, Formula E. But that's not like saying anything, because Formula E is like, shit. Honestly, honestly, I mean, so uh, so the gap is currently five point five points, which oh. in the grand scheme of life is basically nothing. Yeah, see, he's leading him by barely anything. Look at the gap between Lando and um, Daniel Ricciardo. Lando is fifth. Ricciardo is what? It's like forty-five points or forty-four points. Sorry. Bro, that that says everything, you know. Like Ricciardo has to win two races where basically Lando doesn't score anything, for him to actually come like pass him. Yeah. Which I think is just like that. I think that also speaks to the the way. Do you think it's because Lando they adapted the car to Lando's liking because they knew Carlos was leaving, so the whole of last year. I mean, all of the development, yeah, it's been around. You wouldn't have shown Carlos what you were doing with next year's car, so you're doing it all around Lando. So even if they wanted to design the car around both of them, they couldn't. So essentially, yeah, Lando's. But with next year's car, obviously, there's a clean slate. But I think the 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 question here is. Will the team listen to Daniel like they listen to Lando? Because they see Lando is performing incredibly well. Uh, like there's obviously he he's an experienced driver. He has a lot of experience. That's great, but he's not performing very well. So should we listen to him? I think his performances will in, in like introduce a bit of doubt in terms of like I think if it comes up where Lando says something and Daniel says something, the beginning of the season would have been in favor of Daniel. I Definitely, think now yeah. it's more in favor of Lando actually because. He's the one who's actually carried... The reason they're still in the fight with Ferrari is because of Lando, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Charles, they should have been Charles a long yeah. time ago. Charles and Carlos are actually performing relatively well with the car they have. If Daniel was performing well, the Ferrari is nowhere yeah. close to McLaren. Well, that's my next question, actually. So quickly, I just want to ask you, the gap now is 3.5 points. McLaren is slightly ahead. Who's finishing on top? I think third. McLaren will finish on top eventually. They have the much better car. I'd be disappointed if they don't. It is inconsistent though. I feel like one week it's uh it's clearly the third fastest car, and then the next week it's. I think know, the, the only like weekend, eight. the only weekend that was, like very obvious about like their performance, was Zandvoort. Their performance there was shocking. Oh yeah, yeah. Their performance there was shocking. I think the rest of the year has been, they're either the third best car or like. They come in fifth, eighth, or sixth, eighth, or seventh, or like somewhere in the midfield. Yeah. Where I think is because they essentially get stuck in a dry, uh, not a drifting, a DRS train, and so when you get stuck in a DRS train this year, it's incredibly difficult to overtake. I think maybe uh, this year is just disgusting. Like you get in a DRS train, you're not getting out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically your race is over. 
we're, we're just going to watch. You'll try and kind of get over it with a pit stop, but you're going nowhere, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I think that's why I'm excited for new technical regulations, because then you actually get to kind of see hard racing, and you don't really exciting. get, get so to see, like, DRS trains like that. Is the uh, DRS is removed for next year? Oh, I actually don't know. Because they, I think they have a fixed wing at the back for next year. That's one thing that's going. Because I think they introduced the DRS just to make com more competitive racing. And yeah, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah, you're right. So DRS was a... It was always temporary. It was introduced after the 2010 Abu Dhabi race, which if you haven't seen it, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Fernando Alonso yeah, lost the championship because he was stuck behind Vitaly Petrov, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, in a Renault for yeah. like half the entire race. So uh, and he got so pissed off at the end, <laughs> end of the race. They but he bumped into him and he's like, "You should have gotten out of there." And Martin Mondo was like, "Are you joking?" He's obviously not going anywhere. Um, yeah, so uh, incredible race, incredible season. I'd say that's one of the best F one seasons of all time. It was yeah, and uh, it was so. In twenty eleven, DRS was introduced as a temporary fix for the awful racing, and it sort of worked ish. But, I mean, they've always been trying to run the balance between easy DRS overtake and actually getting them close because the idea was you get close at the end of the straight and then make the pass under braking. So, uh, I'm just glad they've got rid of it, to be honest. I feel like this is the this is the first time they've made the regulations purely for better racing because all the other you times it was to make a faster story. car. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, if they've said now it's going to be half a second slower than the current cars. Which means by the end of the year, they're probably going to be faster. So we're going to see some track records probably by the end of the year. Perhaps. Which yeah. should be nice. It'd be interesting um, because in 2025, they're looking at new engines, essentially, with Audi thinking of coming. I think it was, was it 25 or 26? 26. I think it moved to 26 because of COVID. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, 2026. And they're actually talking about removing the MGUH, which is um, very critical in the energy recovery system. But it's not applicable outside of F1, essentially. So... They're like, why are we developing? It's extremely hard, extremely hard to develop. They're like, why are we spending so much money if it's not applicable like, to the road cars and all of that? But essentially, the interesting part about that, and the really nice part about that is, you remove the MGUH, and the cars actually have, like, that's, the, it, it suppresses a lot of the noise. Ah, okay, yeah, nice. So I am excited. I want them to remove the MGUH, because I think the issue with these cars and the kind of, mid kind of 2010s essentially the new turbo hybrid areas the cars are dead the vacuum cleaners they don't sound good like did you see like even Lewis's reaction to Fernando and was it Abu Dhabi oh, last year I can't remember which year it was but yes yeah it was yes, last year yes. I, he was mid-interview and then he just yeah. his jaw dropped yeah and you heard that Renault going by and that car just sounded in Incredible, just bring it up. I have to like, you know, there's this, <laughs> there is this video of WTF one where Matt is just sitting there and he's just listening to like, um, like one of the oh, guys is like, God. what are you listening to? He's like, oh, listen to, listen to me, and then he just puts it in and it's just like the engines. It reminds like, you of that. I think there was a tuned episode where uh, they have Alan Prost being a professor, so he swings his glass and it looks like he's wine tasting. I think he's drinking oil and he says what, like what type of oil it is or something, and then he's listening in his headphones. And then he describes the engine. He's, he's like, ah, oh, yes, the the V12 something or whatever. And he gives the make of the thing. I think that's what happened. I don't think, 2005 was a V8, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. I think yeah. so. I don't know. This is V8 the V8 or V12? This is the interesting thing. Imagine they go down to a V... It's a V6, isn't it, now? It's imagine V6, they, yeah. Imagine they go down to a V4 next. 
just be like disgusting. Why are you doing this to us? They, they need slowly to... remove cylinders until they're just I... running off like an actual horse. They just they just turn F one into horse racing. I mean, they do need to feature. No, but that's that's the interesting. It was V tens. It's a V ten. Now yes. it's a V six, isn't it? The yes. interesting thing is they're actually still managing to extract incredible amount of power. No, no, actually think about no, it. No, no, I just missed the joke of Sir Lewis Hamilton on the horse. I just realised. <laughs> But you know the um, what was I gonna say? Um, with the V six engines, they still get cars in the roughly eight nine hundred horsepower range, something around there, which is incredibly impressive for a car. Like, think about that V six. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great livery. Oh, we're we actually spinning this. You can't, bro. There's no point. There's no way anyone's gonna see that. Incredible. Really Sir close. Lewis Hamilton has won again. Was it Bahrain? No, no, he didn't say that. He's like, uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton, as he is known now, wins the Bahrain Grand Prix. That must have been Silverstone, surely. No, it was Bahrain. It was that literally the first race oh, of the season. Bring it up, bring it up. Search it. No, I'm not getting up. No, search it. Search it. No, right. Search so, it. next point. Quickly, sport, sport. back to Mexico, because we need to be talking about Mexico. Quickly, I'm going to ask you, you have, I think you know what I'm going to say, but you didn't know before, so you're uh, going to have to no. make this up on the spot. <laughs> I need you to predict pole position. I mean, that's not exactly the hardest question, but um, give me a prediction. Actually, wait, no, hold on. Let me read out the practice results first, actually. I'm not going to go all the way through, but we're just going to get some, a quick rundown of uh, FP1 and what happened. Seeing as it's it's very recent. Okay, so Bottas came first. Mercedes Lewis was a uh, just under a tenth behind him. Max was just over a tenth behind Bottas in first. Then we've got Perez in fourth, Gasly fifth, uh, Science Alonso, Leclerc, Ocon, Vettel, and that's the top ten. You know who's an unsung hero this year. Yeah, bro, like the man, like the the performances extraction from that car was just incredibly impressive. Gasly to McLaren, I'd say. <laughs> Daniel Landers. I mean, it all it all depends. If he was if he was performing at the start, uh, at, like now, how he was at the start of the year, I'd be very on that train. Mm. But uh, who, so I think it'd right. be Max. Opposition. Max. Max. Yeah. Do you want to do a top three? Let's just let's do a top three. Max Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna write this down. Oh, and we're gonna get like, uh, get, yes, I'm gonna get embarrassed next week and be like, Lewis, uh, oh my head's half out of the uh, picture. I am gonna go, oh, Valtteri is actually good at uh, qualifying though. Yeah, Valtteri mm. is very good at qualifying. I'm gonna, actually, you know what, I'm gonna say Lewis is gonna get finesse by Valtteri. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Max Valtteri Lewis. Oh, interesting, interesting. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, we'll see what happens. So now you've got to predict, uh, top five in the race. Top five in the race. Max. Lewis Valtteri. Um, Your will, so it's going to stay the same. No, and then fourth it would be um, Gasly and then Lando. I know, I'm, I'm just guessing now. Interesting. I think Sergio, I think Sergio will just do really badly. Because he'll have a lot it's of pressure. It's his home race. Yeah, exactly. Uh, drivers, when they have the pressure of like, to have to perform well for a championship and a home race, they usually strike out and perform really badly. Interesting. It is, it is. I mean, it. yeah, you're not wrong. Think about it. Right. Like it's very rare that like, Lewis performs really well uh, at Silverstone, but like everyone else performs absolutely disgustingly at their homers. 
Max is one of his very Yeah, but he won with Zhang Ho because <laughs> he was so far ahead of Lewis. Not because he's like driving a great race or anything. Uh, yeah, that's true. He can't like, win he on three so, wheels. Can so he do it on three wheels though, can he? I don't think he can. Mm-hmm. So that's how But that's, that's, that's the reason did. Lewis won so many British GPs, is because his car was so much better than Okay, like, two thousand eight was Okay, no, okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll give <laughs> I'll give two thousand and eight is a special race. Like as yeah. in in terms of like best races in history. I think it definitely goes up there. I'd say best races in history, you have that one, the 2010 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yeah, 2011 Canada. 2011 Canada, Jensen Button just driving an incredible race. Um, who else? Mm. I'm trying to think. Cause We'd love to only... mention ones in the 80s, but we just don't know yeah, the exactly. 80s like that. 80s the and 90s, 90s, we just yeah. don't know. Um, what else? <laughs> the one where Michael overtook Barrichello like that, literally before the line. <laughs> oh, oh, this one. Oh, my dad loves going on about that one. It was, it was one, Indy, it was Indy. Yeah. Indianapolis, like, 2000. I want to say, like, five, four, three or something. Are you sure? Uh, there was one in the US, and it was a 2005 where Bridge... No, no, it was later on where Bridgestone essentially, I think, screwed up their tires. Oh, the six cars in the group. Yeah, oh, that's... best. Imagine watching that. Imagine paying tickets to watch that. Bro, that's sad. That's why they ended up moving to just Pirelli's, wasn't it? Because if there's not going to be a race, then at least no one's going to, like, you won't have f- uh, six cars in the grid. Uh, the grid, no one would be on the grid, basically. But, I mean, Pirelli's basically, remember in, like, 2010 when they blow up every single, like, there was one race in Silverstone where, like, four people's tyres blew up. Yeah, I think Lewis, it was Lewis was on the last stop, so they had, like, 20, was it 20, 30 seconds? This was more recent, you know, you were on about, like, last year. I'm yeah, on yeah. about uh, 2013 or 14. No, no, I'm talking about last year. His tyre blew up and Valtteri's blew up, I think, on the last lap. And he was 30 seconds ahead, and by the end, he's like, seven seconds, essentially. Or less. Well, back to my top five. <laughs> back to Mexico 2021, which I doubt is going to be a classic, to be honest. But yeah. it might be remembered because, uh, as you said, Crota was the turning point for you. Yeah, a lot of people is... are talking about the turning point. I remember in 2018 when uh, Vettel crashed out Ooh, in the rain. Hockenheim. Everyone said this was the turning point. And I didn't want to believe them because Hockenheim is normally like a, around the midpoint. It's just after the summer break, I believe. I, it's around the yeah, midpoint of the season pretty much. And they said this is the turning point. I wouldn't believe it. I thought it was too early. And it turns out it, it was kind of the turning point. So we'll see. Uh, my top five, I, I would back Max for the win. I'd be surprised if Mercedes anything i say lewis comes second because that's pretty much the best he can do i say yeah. uh do i back i feel like something to, i'm gonna say perez gets on the podium i hope he gets on the podium i, I think he will be. i hope he crashes into max and they both go <laughs> i don't uh, okay i, I don't uh, like I, like i like max i just i don't like him because he wears flat hats no it doesn't work <laughs> if he wears proper hats i'd like him you know? that's a it's an interesting reason but i can't argue with that I yeah, can't argue with his that hats budget, are bad, bro. He needs to wear like proper hats. No, I, mean, I don't even know what they're called. Lewis wears bad. I think they're just flat caps. Yeah, they're just bad, bro. Yeah, that's fair. I think you a know, lot of drivers. You know, that's you Gasly wear. can pull off a cab very well. To yeah. be fair. No, but I like, think he's the only person. He doesn't wear flat caps, but he, he, he pulls off a cab very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah but as in like, Max wears uh, you. You only wear those flat caps when you're like a teenager and you're like rebelling uh, <laughs> against you your family. And you're, like, try, yeah, exactly. And you're trying to be like, oh, I'm an adult, but you're not really an adult. It literally it looks like a teenager, bro. He does. He, I mean, yeah. maybe he still is deep down. Yeah. He did come into F1 at seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I'm he didn't 19. experience like his childhood. I haven't experienced but then my he, childhood. He, he, he stole his <laughs> he stole his friend's girlfriend, so Oh okay. Which oh, is I just high school drama, isn't it? 
Well, right back to my top five, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna say Charles comes, uh, Charles next. And then we'll go with Lando after Charles, maybe. Ooh, that makes sense. Charles we'll go with that. P4? Yes. Valtteri not even top three? No, he's gonna take an engine penalty and finish eighth because he can't get out of the midfield. <laughs> you know, the thing that actually kind of describes why Mercedes needed to let Valtteri go was Imola. When he's just stuck <laughs> and he's being overtaken by Williams. A Will and Williams hadn't even got like a few upgrades at that point. And no, they, yeah, they still hadn't like, had points. At the end of the grid. Like they're they were fighting with Haas just there. Like since then actually the team have improved a lot. Like they're actually fighting in way up in like fourteen, fifteen, twelfth, even eleventh, which it's is largely them, impressive, yeah. yeah, for them. But like I think big props to like the new management, they've done an incredible job. But um, I don't even, I don't remember his name. What's the new CEO? Just um, Capital. Yeah, he's really good. I have to, I have to give it to him. But uh, the fact that he's being overtaken by arguably like the ninth or tenth worst like or best car in the grid, like so either the worst or the second worst car in the grid, and he's in the, yeah. at that point he was in the best car in the grid. No, no, no. Yeah, Red yeah. Bull, Red Bull, were not even close to him now. and he's being overtaken like that. Oh no! That I was. don't even know what it is with him. Yeah, I mean, whenever that, he gets caught out in eighth place, he just doesn't go anywhere. He just that's, Sergio Perez is the same, you know. I've done that a couple times. Yeah. Uh, right. See, this is the question: is is it the is it a Valtteri problem? Is it a Checo problem? Or are just Max and Lewis so much better than? Well, that's the thing. The obviously the cars at the front aren't designed to be driving behind other cars. But True. there's definitely a skill difference between Max Lewis and But, then but the if rest. Max and Lewis are behind these cars, they overtake They things. do get past, yeah. I so mean, that's just a... I, I think it's, a I think it's not actually thing. a car thing. I think it's, like, Valtteri and Checo are not, like... You think back to, like, the best, like, some of the best drivers over the past, say, 10-odd years or 15-odd years. I don't think they rank anywhere in the top no, 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 20, no, 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 25. Not even 25 best drivers. Really? No, no idea. Because you think about, like, okay... 20 drivers but you think about like good drivers that came over the past like say 20 like 10 15 years and you think about drivers like jensen button you think about uh kimmy you think about fernando you think about lewis you think about uh, vettel you think about nico you think about um who else like all these drivers have one thing in common even when they're in bad machinery they were still able to drive a good recovery drive yeah. like nico had them i remember his first race in williams the car wasn't good uh, and he went to the end of the grid and he still managed to get points. It's just Britney days. Uh, <laughs> but no, <laughs> that but, trim was horrendous. Yeah, but he managed. He managed to get a recovery drive. Lewis has driven quite incredible recovery drives. Uh, Fernando. No, <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me, bro. Every time you, when you say Lewis and you're making a point, it's total wolf. It's, is it? It is total wolf. Is it? No, and you've got like Fernando Jensen. Canada was like I think iconic. Yeah, who yeah, was? Um, all these drivers have one thing in common I think it just sets them apart from like drivers like Valtteri and Checo the only reason they're in a top team is there's not a good enough second driver that can, can will fit into the team that and the reason is Toto doesn't want a second fire driver because they obviously went through that thing with Nico I think if he hadn't gone through that thing with Nico he'd be more open to say having someone like uh, a bit more fire in the team or like for instance an actual competent second drive not okay saying saying yeah. Valtteri is incompetent is a bit kind of too much but as in saying but they're not looking having for having a great great second drive yeah they're not looking for Valtteri does the job that's all they needed they weren't looking yeah, for anything. So if you think they were back, just satisfied if you think back to say Rubens Barrichello even he like he was the second driver to Michael but he did some incredible races like in terms of like recovery drives 
Like he had some really good races. Before my time, like, no, but as in like, even if you think back to say like two thousand and nine when he was born GP, he oh, kept yeah. hitting people and he went quite far back and he still managed to come back. I think he finished in second. But someone like Valtteri and Checo, they they go back. They're incapable of actually coming back. And I think I this Checo has done it before, but I guess it, no. But it this highlights he did it in a album. The one he won. Alex Albon, he could go back and he just wouldn't come. Yeah, back. but the thing is, the problem with Albon is when when he went back, it was his fault in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so he's, yeah. he's driven back to sixth, and they're like, great recovery drive, but like it's you could have just you could have just started fourth and finished fourth. To be honest, so we would have yeah. been fine with that. Um, who else? Who else has been great over the past say? Probably we're not doing this now. Okay. No, 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 we no, can't no, do no. this. Now. I name six. I name six. So I'm gonna name a few others. Wait, wait, wait. You have to name uh, Robert Kubica. Uh, he had, yeah, there was a lot of potential. I think if, if, if that, bro, he's been driving one-handed and he's still driving <laughs> the front car itself. I think that says a lot about his yeah, time. Yeah. Just like, hands down. Like, <laughs> hands down? <laughs> That's actually pun not intended. Literally, pun not intended. Ah! Uh, uh, your phone. Bro, this no, is why I'm telling you to wrap it up. Still, you know? still, it's still recording. Okay, yeah, but I'm okay. telling you My to phone's wrap it up, bro. bro. Hurry up. Okay, I can't think of right, Last thing, look. <laughs> I, I was going to say uh, Paul DeResta, legendary driver. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, I need your driver of the day, quickly. Driver you need today. one answer. Um, Two words, which is the first Lando answer. Lando Interesting. Very interesting. Because if he's actually in top five, then he's driven quite a good recovery drive, like in terms of like he's taken a few positions up. Interesting. I'm going to say people will be watching Perez. Because I'm, I'm saying driver of the day as in what the fans will vote for yeah. at the end. I'm going to say Perez because they're going to be watching him and he's going to do an okay race, but they're going to vote for him because no, I think Perez it's his home race. They're going to be watching him. I think Perez is going to have an absolute stinker. Interesting. Right, and final, quickly, your favourite moment from the Mexican Grand Prix that we've had so far. They've all been bad, to be honest. <laughs> That's the thing. You're like, oh, she's a great moment, but there aren't any. Like, like, the only thing I can think of was like when Lewis won in Austin and then like Nico won three races, the last three, three races after it, was it? Was uh, that even an entertainment Brazil, race? Brazil, Mexico. No, that's my problem. I hate Mexico. <laughs> wow. It's such a boring wow. race. Honestly, Mexico is so hard to overtake. It's so boring. Like, if you actually, I sat down and watched the whole race. And since then, I've not watched a single... Like, I watched that Nico one in, like, 2015. 16. No, 15. Oh, it would have been 15, yeah. yeah. And I have not watched a single Mexican Grand Prix since It's so wow. boring. Wow. I mean, to be fair, I've done Honestly, a game, and, like, when you look around, there's not, there's not a lot of... To, other than, like, I'd say the the first sector and the start of the second... No, my issue is the is, last sector. It's possible. Yeah, the no, last sector, there's The no stadium chance. area. There's no chance. That, there's that, no chance. Ruins, that ruins the whole track. Like, that area just... Because they get quite close. Get into the stadium, right? you're not passing, that's it. To be fair, they could they have space to rearrange that. I feel like there's potential there. Yeah, but I think it needs... It's kind of basically like... I think like... It's awkward. It ruins the No, it's noise. just... It's a disc- I think it's one of the worst tracks on the grid. <laughs> By far. You honestly. saved it for the end to say, wow. Yeah. No, wow. no, if you think about it, I think Abu Dhabi is better. Because Abu Dhabi, at least there is the, the drama of like, it's the final race I and the so, championship yeah. and all of that. And it's not actually, it's a fairly okay track. As in, it's not bad. Like, like Nico managed to overtake Max there. So, like, if Nico can overtake Max there, it's not a bad. Like, obviously, difference in machinery, all that. But as in, he still managed to overtake him. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, like, when I think back to bad tracks, Mexico just is there. Think about it. I'm pretty neutral on it. But I guess, yeah, I can, I'd say it is just known for Lewis wrapping up the championship there. No, he usually does that in Austin. It's happened. I think it's happened twice in Mexico. 
It's like, yeah, normally yeah, I remember the one where they gave him the Santa. Was it Santa helmet? Oh, was, was it in there? Mexico? Yeah, it was in Mexico. That makes sense. Yeah. And then but, um, think about yeah. it. Backtracks. Like when you think backtracks. <laughs> no, we can't get into this conversation. No, no, yeah, just, like, just name, 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 name one, name one. Name one bad track. Uh, Mexico. Oh God. Abu Dhabi definitely works. Hold up. No, I'm not gonna get it up. And there's no way I'm not getting into this. Ah, uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Australia isn't great, to be honest. No, boring races. Like, it's known for just nine... Uh, Monaco. Nine, Monaco, 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 Monaco. <laughs> France. France. Okay, okay. France. I'll give you that. France, and Mo- France, Monaco, and Mexico need to be axed. <laughs> See, when I say Monaco needs to be axed, people will actually, like, get angry. And which is why we're leaving it there. You're not, gonna, you're not even going to defend yourself. Uh, right, and last... My favourite moment, quickly, is... That one guy with the selfie stick who tried to get a selfie with the drivers and it didn't work. Oh, the DJ. That was hilarious. I feel like that was really fun. Oh, it kind of backs up your point because it's nothing to do with the race. Exactly. Okay, a notable moment was, uh, if you remember, there was a time when Max in his aggressive phase, he got a penalty and then he didn't take, he had to let Vettel pass or something, but he didn't let Vettel pass. Oh, he lost the podium. And then uh, he was backing up Vettel into Ricardo, who was his teammate at the time. So now... Verstappen yeah. with the penalty is meant to let him pass. I, do, I don't think he was breaking the rules because for so, I, he either had like a few laps to give him the position or whatever it was, I can't remember. But either way... He's backing me into Richardo. Yeah, no, he, the way he pronounced his name. <laughs> I remember well, that. I, remember I don't know why I found that so funny. It was really tense at the time as well. Yeah. yeah I, um, fun times. Okay, okay. Monaco is just boring. That's why I say that. Okay. Yeah. If they change the layout... No, no, no. If the no, cars no, are no, better, no, no, if the cars are smaller, like Formula E they can overtake. If yes. the cars are smaller, interesting. Yes. The cars last this year are so massive, physically it's not possible to like overtake. Yes. <laughs> I'm, okay, no, I'm not disagreeing because we're okay. running out of time. I am agreeing <laughs> because you're right. It is, it's not the track, it's the size of the cars. Yeah. Anyway, well, that wraps up Mexico, to be honest. Hopefully it is entertaining. We'll At see if it's pre-Mexico. worth watching. It's wrapped up pre-Mexico. That is, yes, it's wrapped up other pre-Mexico. Pre-Mexico and whatever else we could fit in in between randomly segueing to <laughs> life, to be honest. We just went off on like very weird tangents. Honest, I don't even know where we end up, but like... You concluded I sound like Toto Wolf. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what we that's what we cool. mentioned then. I might have to put this in the intro tagline. We'll just be yeah. like, when I'm just constantly trying to get you to stop talking. Because <laughs> we need to fit this into the time. So uh, we're about to get kicked out of the library because I'm sure there's going to be some nerd trying to come in here in a second because they've booked the library at 8pm on a Friday. Friday. Oh, it's a Friday. Friday. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> All right. Well, before they hear this, we're going to wrap up. Thank you for listening and stuff. I'm sure we'll put this out on like Spotify and other places. Uh, you'll find it on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, definitely. Apple, uh, I, I think it's called Apple Podcasts, right. YouTube, yeah. and uh, probably like Instagram and TikTok. Until we get that exclusive Spotify deal that everyone seems to be yes. getting. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but it'd be like two, three years in the future, like, where is the deal? <laughs> you will still be at university. <laughs> you will still be here, bro. No, no, hopefully not. It's my last year, okay? It's my last year. People will think, you said that, people think I keep failing. It's not, I'm just doing a master, like an integrated master, so it's wow. very long. Wow. <laughs> it's not because I keep failing. <laughs> I've not failed. I've not. Uh, imagine. Anyways, thank you guys for nice. listening in. We'll see Great. you next time, which is probably post-Mexico. Post-Mexico, yes. Yeah, hopefully the race is not as boring as I expect it to be. But even I'm, if I'm it hoping, is... I'm hoping it actually surprises me. Yeah, same. I feel like something, there's potential for something big to happen. 
And I do feel like even if something boring does happen, you know this podcast will be able to fill up the entire two hours with absolutely nothing talk. Exactly. While everyone else is complaining that it's boring. We'll be able to come up with something. We'll just we'll, we'll talk about some random stuff like we did today. <laughs> yes, thank you guys for listening.